Check out the guests. We're about to bring in. We're good friends. We're connected on LinkedIn. No overthinking, just over drinking. No overthinking, just over drinking. Beers and beers, drink away your fears. Let's chit chat for 42 years. Let's hope things don't get too weird. Now it's time for beers and beers and beers. On this episode, we'll be drinking strawberry watermelon flavored signature select sparkly. <laughs> Sparkly water. Much like today's guest, this beverage is bubbly, sweet, and it's not bad for you. The next guest is a writer, director, producer, and actress. She's taking on commercials and sharing her take on the world. She is Jasmine Elarde. Jasmine, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, you guys. We're stoked. We are stoked to have you. Coming um, from Camarillo, is oh, yeah. that right? That is correct. Oh, man. I drove down to Camarillo for the first time, down into that valley. Beautiful. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a, what a well, view. Like, coming, I guess, I don't know, is there any other way to get there besides, like, the 101? You like? You can take PCH, too. Oh, well, that yeah. goes straight up into it? Yeah. I didn't know where wow. it was, like, a little... Um, right. Yeah, I know there's another way to get in there, but that's, mm. like, uh, like, I guess from here, it's the easiest way to get over there. Yeah, but then you just hit that, like, valley with all the little, they have, like, strawberry Ooh. farms and stuff, mm-hmm. like, right there. Ooh, I feel like I'm in a fertile part of Africa, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> exactly. I like feel that. like I'm in Camarillo, California, when I roll up. That, too. That, too. Definitely. But... You're not from Camarillo, California. I am not. No. Uh, you're from Tennessee. I am. Okay, but here you are out here in L.A., in the valley, I guess, right? Yeah. How'd you get here? What the heck? What's going on? <laughs> who What's took, up with that? Who took you away from Tennessee? What happened? What happened? <laughs> well, you guys know as well as I do. I came out here a few years ago to go to Pepperdine, study film, and since then, I've been staying out here to pursue the acting thing, and it's been fun. It's, it definitely, like, it just kind of fell into place. Like, I knew I wanted to stay here after I graduated, and it just worked out that my family and my parents got new jobs, and they, mm. like, relocated to California. So whether I want to be out here or not, which I do want to be out here, I'm out here now. So We out yeah, here. Yeah, we out here. <laughs> yes, correct. Nice. Awesome. Nice. And so, so that was just happenstance your parents moving to Camarillo yeah was it did did you kind of feel like this is just like destiny I'm supposed to be out here acting my family's coming to support me in my pursuits was (laughs) it like that because that's very specific right (laughs) yeah no I think definitely like that definitely plays a part in it like I think like as like a as a creative, there's always a part of you that has this like romantic longing where things are happening in the world, and this world has a plan laid out for me, and things are gonna happen the way that they're meant to happen, and this is my destiny. So basically, yes, exactly what you said. Like <laughs> I think like you like roll off these ideas, and you have this this like fantasy that like life will like play out how. It's supposed yeah, to like for me, yeah. Everything will line up. Yeah, you know? the stars align so yeah. that I could be in Camarillo, the second Africa, according to Steven. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, 
it's yeah, it's Wakanda. Uh, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know the demographics of Camarillo. Uh, no, not at all. No, not in the slightest. Not in but the slightest. so, so you came out here for school first, and then your family came after, right? Yes. So, yeah. um, but you were so you're living in Tennessee for like your duration of like technically yeah. while you were at school, right? As well, mostly, like, yeah. Most of it anyway. Right. Like I spent most of my life in Tennessee, but like I guess I hope to spend most of the rest of my life out here in California mm-hmm. but um, right. but yeah no I, I grew up in the south like got southern roots which is <laughs> very weird to say and I feel like especially like on first glance like people don't take me as like somebody that's like a Tennessean like I don't hmm. have any kind of accent or hmm. like really identify with like the like culture in like a lot of ways but like I have a lot of love for Tennessee like I definitely like like look back at it fondly and I'm grateful for like the southern hospitality amongst other things that I learned while I was there. Do you have a pair of cowboy boots? I actually do. There you go. I know. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) They're they're cow print, so they're really that's all you need to know. Give me some of those bad boys. Would you say that you're like growing up like in Tennessee? I don't know how how close were you to Nashville? Were you in Nashville? So I was in this town called Shelbyville. It was about an hour ish south of Nashville. Okay. Oh, interesting. South of Nashville. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, I was just going to say, like, do you think that, like, influence, like, I know you're, you're pretty into, like, music and stuff, too, and, like, you know, you, you, uh, you're well-listened, you know? And, like, <laughs> I, I did that. Do you think that played a role in, like, you know, kind of, I don't know, the musical type of life? I think it did a little bit, like, to an extent. Like, Nashville was always, like, the fun getaway, like, growing up, like, as a kid. Mm. Like, because it was, like, at least an hour, like, away, and so... Like, I'd go to Nashville if I wanted to, like, go to a concert or go to, mm. like, the shopping mall or something <laughs> like that. Like, that was, like, where exciting things happened. But That Opry th- Mall? Yeah. Oh, the, my God. Uh, that Opry thing is Mills. huge. That's Opry it. Mills. That's what <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been. Yeah. But it's I pretty think... pretty cool. I liked, I liked Nashville when I was there. Yeah. Was only, no, it was it's, only, like, it's a few, great. like, maybe four days or something, but three days, four days. But it was cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think more of, like, the musical upbringing, like, in my life, because, like, yeah, you mentioned, like, music is super important to me. Mm-hmm. My dad, I think, mm. was really influential in that sense. Like, I, and I'm unfortunately not musically talented whatsoever, <laughs> but I not have yet. a great... Not yet. <laughs> but I have a great appreciation for music, and I think more than, like, any other art form, like, it really, like, resonates with me. Like, hmm. if I, like, hear, like, a really powerful song, like, I'll probably, like, shed a tear or something. Uh-huh. But um, but my dad, I think, was the biggest influence there. He's a huge Beatles fan. Mm-hmm. And he named my younger brother Lennon Paul after his Let's two go. favorite Beatles. Great oh, name. So just, just that alone, like, shows you how large of an influence that music has had, like, on my life. But you never played it growing up? I did actually play the piano for a hot second when I was a kid. Nice. Like, I feel like it's one of those, like, classic stories of, like, your parents force you to play an instrument. Mm-hmm. And I was very rebellious for some reason with the piano. Like, one day during one of my piano lessons, I was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I just, like, ran out of my class. And, like, my teacher's um, piano studio was, like, on a hill. So I just, like, ran down the hill and just, like, hid behind, like, a shed. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not playing the piano anymore. And since then, I haven't really played the piano. Teen angst? Teen angst. Maybe. I think I was, like, 12, so Pre, tw- pre-teen angst. Pre-teen angst. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It can be vicious, let me tell you. Comes at any age. I, like, with piano, I was just, like, 
all the stuff at first was so boring. It was oh, like yeah. this oh, hot silly buns. little books wow. and stuff. I was like, wow, yeah, I don't want to practice let this. Me, let, let me impress <laughs> no my offense. friends with yeah. hot crust buns. Yeah. No one <laughs> likes that song. Hot crust Teach buns. me how to play Homecoming by yeah. <laughs> Kanye West featuring Chris Martin. Because my friend Jack, you know Jack, I he do. can play that song on the piano. And he is so much cooler than me. <laughs> Maybe if my piano teacher was teaching me that instead of Home on the Range, then I'd still Home be the playing range. the piano. Yeah, that's still better than what I was getting shown. I was getting, like, <laughs> stupid, like, random nonsense songs. Like, it was like a children's book. You know, it's like little cats and dogs. Like, the words were like, the cat runs over, you know, like, runs up the stairs. And it was just, like, with a melody to it. I'm like, get out of here. Weak. Teach me a real song. Teach me how to play Cold in Minnesota by... Lil Yachty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like <Bro>. seven. <laughs> or like, I'm like four. That was funny. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I blew my uh, piano uh, opportunities too. My sister, she was pretty good. She would teach lessons to the younger siblings, oh. and I just did not take to it. Davis taught me guitar, did not take to it. Just so boring. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, maybe music isn't the avenue, but this but acting I thing. It. I don't know. It seems like it's going pretty well. Yeah, so it's been fun. Like I started out like I feel like whenever people ask me like how long have you been acting for? Like it's kind of a difficult question to answer because like a lot of actors like I did like school plays and stuff when I was younger. And then when I was in high school, I ended up getting an agent and doing just like fun things around like Nashville, like really small projects. And it was always just something I kind of did like on the side. Hmm. Um, and then that summer I went to both New York and Florida and Florida, I did this like kind of like talent camp thing. And I think if I had to pick like a pivotal moment where that was like, this is what I want to do with my life. That was the moment. Hmm. Like I had this, uh, this monologue on stage in front of a lot of people. And they, it was this girl that was being broken up with like by her boyfriend. And I remember the teacher had told me to just like get really into it and just like throw myself on the ground and just really like mm. emote during it. And it sounds really corny and really cheesy, but like I've never felt more alive than I did in that moment, like performing that, that monologue. And like since then I was just like kind of chasing that high after that. Mm. Get that rush, like exactly. Yeah. Wow, dang! Wow, I felt like I was I was in the uh, audience. That was a well told story. Yeah, yeah. That was very well told. Oh my that was gosh. great. That was that might be one of the Woo. best told stories. Woo. Mark that. Make make that a highlight. Yeah, <laughs> can we do that? Like it'll be a sound bite. Yeah. Well, that's that's crazy. So, have you been able to get that high again? I feel like it's hard because it's like you're always comparing yourself to like that that pivotal moment. And I think like it's definitely something for me to strive for as I continue this career and this creative pursuit. Like, I, I don't know if I'll ever like like nostalgia's 2020 vision, you know, like you look back at things and True. it comes a lot like like it. Everything seems to be a lot clearer then. So. I, I can't say for sure whether or not I've exactly felt the same feeling that I felt then, but I've definitely come close to it in moments. Like, um, I did a play recently, a few months ago. It was my first dabble, dabbling into Shakespeare. Yeah, and King Lear, I, right? I did, yeah. yeah. And it was it was crazy. Like, 
I didn't have like I don't have a strong theater background like a lot of other actors do and so it was definitely like really interesting for me like I was really surprised that I got cast for it but like it was such like a rewarding experience and it definitely challenged me in a way that other things that I've performed haven't um so that was really fun for me and like I think the biggest thing that I took away from that performance was realizing that what I'm doing is having an impact on people. Mm-hmm. Like somebody came up to me after the show, like one of our performances, we had a 12, um, 12 performance run. And I just remember after one of them, somebody came up to me and was just like, that scene between you and King Lear, like that was just so brilliant. And like, I didn't know the person at all. And I, like, it was just really cool for me to just like have that and realize like, I'm not doing this into a void. Like, and I think that's something mm. that we realize as artists is that we create things so that other people can can know that they're not alone. Yeah, it's like that bounce back, you know? It's like, right. Right. you know, it, yeah. it, it works if there's like a, a connection between people. Like, otherwise, it's, right. you know, there's Be, nothing going yeah, on. Yeah, because if, if you're just... If you're just doing it, like, for you and, like, that's it, then, like, if, if that's what you believe, then it makes it just, like, a less wholesome uh, pursuit. It can, like, you know, veer into, like, vanity, all those, like, bad things. But, like, well, keep trying to keep it, like, pure. That's, yeah. Uh, like, I feel like when if that's not the case, then it's, like... I feel like it would even come across like it just wouldn't be as believable. It's like the you know, the ones that are doing it and that are like actually up on that stage, like making it happen, understand that, you know, they need to be kind of chasing that connection. Right. No, definitely. And like, with that being said too, like I think like actors especially like we're we can be emotional people sometimes. So it's definitely also. Like, I'm not going to, like, undercut the value that, like, it brings to my own life. Like, I, as much as I love to affect other people and know that, like, I'm making an impact by what I'm doing, like, it's just as much for myself as it is mm-hmm. for others. Like, it can be very, very cathartic to, like, express an emotion in a scene. Like, whether, like, you're working through something, like, in your personal life or not, like, I think, like identifying with things like this is something that I might have gone through. Maybe not this exact experience. Like, in one of my classes, I had this monologue where a character was mourning like her dead dog and I've never had a dog in my life but like still like working through that scene and everything it was really cool because it was like I got to connect with something and like like that feeling of loss that's universal like everybody experiences that in some way so just like knowing that and having an outlet to express myself is one of I think the most valuable experiences that I can take away from this Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's awesome I feel like lots of people kind of have like similar urges but they just don't uh don't really go about trying to pursue that so it's cool that you have made a priority to do what you want to do and like you know live your life (laughs) live my life yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i think something that's like telling too like the the fact that you're like you know pursuing acting right now um uh, with like you know such a you know a, a diverse like like background in terms of like production and stuff like that and like being involved like in a lot of different ways i think that probably i mean i would imagine i'm not an actor myself but i feel like having that like knowledge would probably like i don't know at least put you in a better like place to get more in touch with the characters as opposed to like being kind of like you know 
like new to it all you know right. no definitely and like like I was telling Steven like I was shooting a commercial the other day just like a local commercial for a college in Riverside mm. and it was like a cool experience too like being on set because it was like kind of a small crew and everything and it was just fun because it was like because like I have this production background and studied like film at Pepperdine like I like have a vocabulary for knowing what's going on behind the scenes like whenever they're like asking like for this type of shot and everything like right. I knew what, exactly what their expectations were so I think it's important to be well-rounded like yeah. as an artist like I don't want to like limit myself to just one specific way of approaching things like I think it's important to kind of be able to look at everything holistically so mm. that I kind of know what I'm getting myself into right right yeah if you dig yourself into like too big of a pigeonhole it can be hard to you know pivot <laughs> if you need to um, but you, but you do a lot do you like uh well like I know you write but do you ever like write uh like for the screen or like have you ever like written something for yourself it's something that I've been trying to work on like I'm it's funny because I really enjoy writing and I honestly feel like it's a medium that I'm able to articulate myself a lot more clearly like because like acting like it's like other people's words but with writing it it is wholly my own so I think like it's definitely something that I continue to like try to work towards like Paul knows like yeah. I had like a script for our class that we did for it like was our really senior good capstone. I and really <laughs> enjoyed it like I would have loved to be working on that too like it's you know. really funny because honestly I didn't think it was that good and like whenever everybody like like a lot of people were voting for it I was really surprised like I just remember like coming home and, and like even though like that wasn't the project that we ended up working on like the fact that it touched people like I feel like that's something I'm always working on like as a performer and like as just somebody like who creates things like just like the confidence in the stuff that I do and like Steven like you reached out to me like after like I had posted something on this like blog that I've created where I'm like writing a little bit more on there like not necessarily stuff for the screen but more like things to give myself like like a peace of mind and an avenue to create things like I think it's so important that like we all like have these outlets like to create and I just was kind of sick of waiting for things to happen and was just like you know what I'm just gonna create something for myself mm -hmm. if it sucks it sucks if it doesn't whatever like maybe one person will read this and so like I've gotten some good feedback on it and so that's been really cool yeah. too yeah it's uh, like writing there's like a quick turnaround on it because like if you like conceive of something you know you can you can post something on the internet in like you know an hour just like working on something to be good it's uh it's nice to like keep the creative ball rolling like to feel right. like you're still like getting stuff done or like honing something you know for sure yeah, well, like, <clears throat> I mean, the the what what you had submitted for the class um, was like I, that, that's why I asked about like the musical thing too because it seemed like that definitely like I don't know made a, an impact on you right because that was like you know I thought it was very well written I don't know think whatever you want about it but I thought it was great um, and like it was really like the characters you like. Um, could like feel for what they were going for and it felt like it came from like a, a, a genuine like place of like you know even in like so it was like roughly 
Um, it's like a group of like high schoolers that like want to win like a battle of the bands, right? Like that's like the yeah. the um, a ragtag group thing. of misfits. Yeah, <laughs> but like right, right. But like at the yeah. same time, like it had to be like written from like a genuine voice for it to not just be like that kind of like you know obvious thing. Um, right. And and I think it speaks to like kind of just chasing like any goal. You know, it doesn't have to be like what they wanted. It was just like you know following this group that. Um, I don't know, set a goal for themselves and like, you know, made it happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember you pitched that, uh, that show for Shores' class about, uh, the, like the food truck van. Yeah. Mm. I, I remember that actually, I had totally forgotten that until you mentioned it, but it was about this, um, this girl from Wisconsin who her family owns like a like moving like food truck and it ends up being relocated to a music festival Mm. and she's never experienced anything like that like she's been in small town Wisconsin like her whole life and it's basically like an eye-opening experience for her where she is kind of thrown into this world where there are kind of no rules I guess and I thought Mm. that was kind of cool because it's like like, I like going to music festivals myself. People who know me know I'm uh, I'm not, like, the, like, crazy type of person that goes there and, like, <laughs> doesn't remember the weekend or anything like that. But Those crazies. <laughs> those crazy people, no. But I, I honestly really like going, like, because I think it's just, like, a fun and free environment where a lot of people can just, like, appreciate, like, art. And, um, but with that to say, like, all that to say, like, there are a lot of like kind of ridiculous things that go down in those types of mm-hmm. environments. And I thought it would be kind of funny to like write about that. And like, even though it may not be like the life experience that I have, like it's somebody's life experience. So, right. right. Yeah. That was good. That, uh, it, it, it hit sweet, you know? Right. Definitely. Um, yeah, I, I want to see that developed. I want to see <laughs> that developed because the, because I remember you, you pitched, like, one of the characters kind of as, like, a... Uh, what's the girl from Bob's Burgers? Name? Oh, Tina. <laughs> a <laughs> Tina-esque character. Right. I could see that. I could see yeah. that working. Gotta bring it to life. Any listeners mm-hmm. on Fears and Beers. Donate. <laughs> yeah. To Jasmine's Donate GoFundMe. Donate our website. <laughs> oh, just kidding. <laughs> or yeah, we could we could do a joint thing for yeah. sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> Donate to beers and beers and we'll we promise. We'll so, make it happen. Jasmine, uh you have any like uh, heavy hitter actresses or actors that you you see and you're like, ooh game respect game. Mm. <laughs> I see you. I see you. I think lately, like, I've really been inspired by Nicole Kidman. Like, Mm. her performance in Big Little Lies just really just, like, wrecked me. And just, like, her, like, career is so diverse and spans so many different different types of films that she's been a part of. So I, I, I really, really respect her as an actress. Like, I think she's incredibly talented. Um, I think, like... My most, like, relevant and, like, I would say, like, I've, like, really, like, looked up to her just, like, growing up, like, as a child. Like, I was really inspired by Chloe Grace Moretz. Like, seeing somebody mm. my own age, like, doing stuff and, like, like getting it done, like, was really cool for me. And I was, like, like, I would love to, like, have, like, a career like hers someday. And, like, 
or like even like have like a conversation with her and be like what's it been like 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 or like any like really like like I think that goes for like a lot of like prolific actors like it would be just like cool to just like sit down and talk with you and be like and and to know that they're like real people too like I feel like we have a habit of like seeing these people on the screen and having our own ideas of like the people that they are but like when the cameras turn off like they're just human beings like the rest of us so I think it would be cool like I've like especially like you guys would know like going to school in Malibu like it's like not uncommon to like maybe run into somebody that has been like in the public eye like as a celebrity but I've never like approached anybody like that before but it's it all it always makes me wonder like what would happen if I did decide to start a conversation with somebody you never know (laughs) I know you never know what could happen right you just strike one up (laughs) next thing you know you're a big star. Yeah. <laughs> That's how this industry that. works, baby. You don't need to work hard. You just need to meet hard. Uh, that's you just na- the name of the game. Born into it. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I find it difficult to, like, if I see somebody that I, like, you know, either... I, not necessarily that I look up to, but, like, a celebrity of sorts, you know? Like... I don't know. Sometimes I, I mean, it's it's difficult to like go over and like just say something to them. So right. like, I don't want to bother them. They're just doing their thing. Like yeah. some rando. I wouldn't want some stranger coming up talking to me. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> reasonably, reasonably. Unless the fates align, you know. <laughs> no, I know. It's got to make. It's got to make sense. It's got to make sense. You got to have an in. I feel not yeah. an in, but like to you know to to, Bro, do you to have spark an the conversation. With Chloe, uh, Grace I like low key do. Yeah, he does. But, he, like, he, I only know so gonna, much. You, are are we only, allowed to name drop on this <laughs> show? No, I'm going to change the name, actually, just in case. Moe Glaze. Not her name. Peretz. Um, We'll call we'll call this guy um, Alex. Uh, we'll call him Alex. I have a friend, Alex, who uh, from Massachusetts, who apparently, uh, well, he's, he's uh, a cop. He's a cop. He's an officer. And... He was an officer for the summer in Provincetown, Mass, um, right on the end of the, you know, the little hook there. And uh, he was, like, doing security for, like, a set, I guess. He was, like, holding down, like, a set. And he got to know Chloe, I guess. And, like, they spent some time together. I don't know. I don't know. It's all hearsay (laughs) from that point. But, like... Pretty interesting. So, So random. Like, you know, just he's just a cop on set. And then he was, like, you know talking to you know this, you this she great actress him? <laughs> i see i don't know i don't know i don't really know how much went down like i don't know what you know how, how well they got to know each other but um sounds like they got to know each other pretty it's well a, it's a crazy story it's a <laughs> crazy story mean. that's a script in and of itself right there yeah like, yeah you could totally write about that a cop <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's just drinking his Dunkin'. He's a regular guy. Oh, I wouldn't like that much on a donut. <laughs> <laughs> just munching on a donut. He's like, hey, Don't what's up? Pissed? Chloe Grace Moraz, what are you doing? You trying to get out of here? You safe? <laughs> I'll pro- I'm here to protect. I'm here to serve and protect. You, He's baby. Like, yeah, I'm good. What the heck? <laughs> Whoa. Movie. What if so anyway, you, what I'll put, if you, I'll put you, you through to Chloe. As as, as the actress in the film about the oh, that'd be crazy. nameless cop that yeah. meets an actress. Yeah. Could happen. Again, peers and beers 
fans. <laughs> like, make <laughs> Please, this happen. Throw us a bone. We're throwing out million dollar ideas, and we're not even asking the bones for a million are their dollars. dollars. <laughs> 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 you ever watched Tim Robinson? Tim Rob, I don't think oh, I have. Oh my god, it's the funniest uh, show. It's the funniest show. Uh, I think you should leave. With Tim Robinson is that's it's called I think you should leave it's on Netflix. Okay. That's the, yeah that's the name of the show. He, it's crazy. He, he's not saying you should leave. No, of you course not. Stay. Uh, you should stay. I think you should stay. But I asked that because you've also done like a bunch of improv stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. So I've taken a few classes at UCB or Upright Citizens Brigade. Right. Right. For, uh-huh. for people that might not know. <laughs> and then um, I recently completed a comedic acting on camera class at Second City in nice. Hollywood. So that was really fun. That was a more like, like it was called comedic acting on camera, but the premise of the class was really like a character creation class mm. where we use like improv exercises to create our own characters and then create from that shooting scripts that we hopefully want to get shot and made someday. Um, but it was really fun. Like, I ended up leaving the class with, like, three pretty solid characters that I, nice. like, like kind of d- used, like, my own experiences. And, like, some of them came from, like, oh, like a, like a physical, like, move, physical gesture or something. Like, from that, like, a character was born. So it's just kind of cool because it's, like, inspiration can hit you in an, any number of ways. So yeah. I thought that was really awesome. And it was a fun class. I recommend it. I loved Second City. It was great. Mm-hmm. I also love UCB. I, I'm not, like, one of those people that's, like, you have to take improv here. Or, yeah. <laughs> like, I had great experiences at both. But, but which one's better, though? <laughs> I, think, I think you need to figure it out for yourself. You need to, that's I'm gonna, a good I'm going to say the cop-out answer and just be, like, to each their own. Like, you know, like, see which one you like better. Like, I think there's different structure to the way that they teach improv. Like, people say that um, Second City is more like what they do on, like, kind of, like, SNL, where, like, UCB has, like, a specific structure that they teach, like, the Herald and, like, kind of, like, focus on, like, the game of the scene, et cetera, et cetera. So you can do some research on it. <laughs> well, you can join. I, I feel like <laughs> Take a class. our final listeners have just been given some research on it. First-hand experience. Mm. Yeah, our, our guest on episode two, Isabel Klein. Two, yeah. She was number two. Uh, she went to UCB, and she said she also came away with characters. Now, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything like that, but we did put Isabel on the spot, and we kind of s- set a certain precedent for requesting of uh, characters in the podcast, but you don't need to if you don't want to. You want to know what one of my characters was? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I had this character called Lisa, and she was, like, this really, like, happy-go-lucky, like, flight attendant hmm. that worked for Delta. <laughs> and she was just, like, really, like, overly passionate about Delta. And she had, like, a crush on this, like, junior pilot named Ooh. Dave. Nice. And then she, like, found out that he was parting ways with Delta to go to Spirit Airlines. Oh, no. Oh, Spirit <laughs> I know, oh, yeah. And she basically just, like... Not to give away my scene, she just like passes out because she's just like she can't believe that anyone would I ever he was leave a Delta. Delta man. Yeah, exactly. That's a ba- that's the oh. gist of it. So that was one of my characters. Wow, I bet, I bet Spirit pays you more, but it's a shittier place to work. Who's to say? I would I they? am. Would well, Spirit pay you more? I feel like Delta would pay you more. Well, but maybe Delta pays you the right amount for the right amount of work 
spirit pays you more, but they afflict your human spirit <laughs> in the process. They take away your spirit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They should change their name to Holy Spirit Airlines. I think they'd have a huge uptick in the ticket Christian purchases. Community? Yeah, possibly. I don't think they're. They, I don't think they could. They might do find that. Probably it sacrilegious, though. <laughs> what do you think? Holy It'd Spirit take you Airlines. Higher. You know, I think in this day and age, you just, like, you got to get noticed somehow, <laughs> like, whatever it If takes. anything, I think it'd be a great campaign. It'd yeah. be a great ad campaign. Yeah. Yes. Might be a little controversial, but, you oh, know. Oh, the backlash spices, will be horrendous. Spices things up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, that's, now that's a million-dollar idea right there. Um, Maybe. Peers and Beers listeners, just so you know, don't go taking any of these ideas or else. They're copywritten already. The fact that we're recording them right now, we will take you down. It was yeah. our idea first at 12.52 p.m. Yeah. I know a lawyer. Well, he's like a family friend. I don't know if he does pro bono stuff, but I know him. Well, we won't have to be pro bono once we get this idea off the ground. <laughs> Literally off the ground. <laughs> off the ground. Holy <laughs> oh Spirit Airlines. Holy, Holy Spirit Airlines will take you off the ground. Hey, what's that shirt? Sail Saint? Saint Lucia. Saint Lucia. Lucia. I used to say Lucia before I just found out that I was saying it wrong. Yeah, I've never been. Lucia. I'm one of those fake people that wears, like, a shirt and hasn't actually been to the place. What? The but color is oh. pretty crazy. I, I like know. the way it, like, yeah. it ombre. It was, it was, ombre. It was, like, ombre. ombre. Like, I like ombre things. Like, oh, I wow. love, like, tie-dye, like, that kind of thing. So I was like, yeah. I have to get this. It was on sale. But I, I, I'm, I'm basically a poser is what I'm trying to tell no, you guys. No, no. I, you know, I wear this Lake Tahoe sweatshirt. Never even been to Lake Tahoe. Not once. Have you? I haven't. Can't say I have. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're both full of it. I've been to where my shirt is. I actually got it where I was. What you got? New York. Oh, uh, wow. Paul big, is the last honest man on wow. this earth. <laughs> big, big I won't wear any T-shirt that isn't representative <laughs> of what I've done or where I've been. I refuse. It's Paul. the last thing I'll do. <laughs> okay? Paul is such a, you know, honest man. Yeah. Such a I will not lie via my T-shirt. Hipster. Wow. Wow. Some people like to buy clothes at... Goodwill, and sometimes they I haven't so been I. to the places that the shirts say. I didn't say I didn't like to buy things at Goodwill. I just might. I'm not. I'm not saying I would never do it. <laughs> I know I just claimed I will never do it, but I'm not saying I would <laughs> never do it. But it's. I don't know. Maybe there's other things that don't have places on them. I feel like I'm like really hypocritical in that sense because if I would see somebody wearing like a band T-shirt for a band that they never listened to, like I would get really annoyed. You've never been to the city. I know. <laughs> your favorite three places in the city. I know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No. If I saw somebody wearing a band T-shirt, I'd be like, "Do you actually listen to that band?" But yeah, like, but some, I'm out here. So, sometimes <laughs> shirts are just like so cool, or apparel is like, like that's a very cool shirt. Yeah, like, that makes sense. You it's know? like the it's got, the apparel is so cool that like the the actual lettering is like irrelevant. It's all uh, relative at this point. Yeah, yeah. We're all just like uh, messages that we're creating. There was this one <laughs> uh, shirt I used to wear. This Ludo shirt. You know the band Ludo? I don't. Didn't even no. listen to them. Still wear the shirt. Ludo. So I'm a, I'm a and man. And you're still of alive sin. today. I'm a sinful man, but. 
But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I, I don't have, you know, the apparel that aligns with my interests. I need, I need more apparel. You got an apparel you person? <laughs> what we're saying is Stephen needs clothes. <laughs> I need to feed clothes to Steven (laughs) into capitalism is what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, or just recycle. Yeah, I guess. Or like do laundry. I've been getting into it. Yeah, (laughs) I've been getting into the laundry. (laughs) To laundry. What? What's? Are you like a one once a weeker or? (laughs) I feel like yeah, like. Laundry once a week If I like I'm, I don't know Like people People who know me Like my like close friends Know Like I, I get laundry done But like I'm woefully inept In the Domestic skills department Nice Like I More really, power to you <laughs> Yeah like When it comes to Like I, laundry is one of those things I can do But when it comes to like Like cooking Like I just, just Forget about it like, Oh yeah I, I made, not, not, not big on cooking I made boxed mac and cheese like a few months ago this is like an iconic jasmine story and i somehow like burned it like black did you oh. not put in yeah. the water i did that's the thing well, i <laughs> put in like some in like pasta. i put some like milk but like the cheese like got like really really burned and that's oh, no. that's like one of those somehow only i could make that happen no it, no <laughs> because i remember i was at my friend brian's house back and yay uh, maybe like 2012 and his little brother tried to make mac and cheese. He didn't even put water in. He just put it on the stove and, like, thought it would, like, steam into <laughs> the, the gooey mac and cheese. He just poured everything into a pot and, like, put it on the stove. I think my brother was there, too. He was part of the, the fool committee. <laughs> uh, but so, you, like, you put the water in. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's more than some people can say, apparently. Right. Charlie, Kenton, <laughs> fools. <laughs> Check out the podcast, though, please. Uh, <laughs> we need every listener we can get. Charlie. Fools. Charlie. So you you write now. You, you ever think about writing a book? A book? I don't know if I've thought about writing a book, like, per se. Like, it's, like, I mostly like writing, like, little, like, articles that like maybe like connect to like things that like I've experienced and maybe that other people have also experienced like like I just wrote a piece that was about like the nature of like vulnerability and how that can be Mm, yeah like how connecting with other people can be difficult but ultimately is one of the most rewarding things that people can do and I don't know if I like maybe someday like once I have like more life that I've lived I could write um, like a comprehensive book, like a, like I, I think it's one of those things that like people like dream about someday, like oh a memoir of my life, like somebody would buy that, you know. Mm. But at this point, like I don't think, like I think I still have so much life to live. Like I'm only 23. Like I think I, I want to see like what else the world has to offer before I like settle down and like. You have write. to sit so long. Exactly. <laughs> oh my yeah. Gosh. It, it takes a lot of discipline too, and I think. I think I'm still in those, like, early stages. Like, not shutting the door on this book writing idea, but I would love to maybe, like... Like, because I think if I were to write something, it would be a personal piece. Because I think, like, I should, probably should have started out with that. Like, it would be something, like, about, like, my own life experience. So I would want it to be maybe after I've lived a little more. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, 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 it's like at such a young age, sometimes you think like, hmm, yeah, I've experienced these things. This is what I think. I don't know if you think this, Bury I hope. But you live like just like this finite amount of life and you are the expert in all things you, you know? Right. So you have that content to go off of. But then there's like the rest of the world and like people who have experienced more and like have more Experience. <laughs> That's what you get. And experience. <laughs> but, but 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 this is to Maybe. say that it's like, uh, well, what do you know? You know, twenty three years old. Who do you think you are? Is what right. the the bully in, yeah. in the mind says. That's to true. Me. That's true. Yeah. Like I can't, I shouldn't sell myself short in that sense because like, it's been twenty three years, but it's been like. A, like wonderfully rich like 23 years it's so, been rich yeah so not that i have nothing to write about but you never know maybe yeah. maybe i walk out of here and like write my first like manuscript like thanks to stephen bear's maybe. words well plus like that other that, that like voice doesn't really matter because it's like i'm not writing it from your perspective i'm writing it from my perspective right. and like it's not like you'd be touting you know oh like i know this and that as if you you know there's a degree of like yeah like things that you'll you'll have to have like personally lived, but you can also like just form opinions given like your experience, you know. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I guess it, it definitely depends on and you then know, like the tone, I guess. But like if 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 someone you know an old person claps at you, you just hit them with the okay boomer. And it's, then, just, it's really as simple <laughs> it's as over. that though. Yeah. yeah, it's like sorry you're lame, uh, and you don't like anarcho-socialism. <laughs> Nerd alert. <laughs> I'm writing for the TikTok generation is what is what's happening. Oh nice. <laughs> You're writing to them? Writing to the I guess. Like maybe like somebody that's younger than me can appreciate They read? <laughs> maybe I'd have to make it a TikTok for them to understand. You'd have to make it a long TikTok of just you turning the pages of your book. And then they can read along. Well, what is this TikTok? <laughs> you just have to put the words of the manuscript, like yeah. in letter form, in each TikTok. Yeah, that's they'll what I'm just saying. they'll just pound through it. They're like, whoa. they're like, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. No, it's like, did you read this there's TikTok? A, it's like she's <laughs> doing like a layer each time, and it's like going deeper and deeper, and then by the end of it, you come out learning something that you <laughs> didn't before. I love it. <laughs> I'm gonna write a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Writing books on TikTok, wow. Has it been done before? Maybe, oh, here's an idea. Don't take this, anyone, please. It's already copywritten. Good. <laughs> Maybe we just take American classics and recite them over TikTok, make, like, an entire channel, however long it takes to read, say, like, I don't know, The Great Gatsby or something. So you're saying, like, an audiobook? <laughs> no, 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 but it's... Oh, on. No. <laughs> <laughs> But it's on what? What? But it's on TikTok. <laughs> it's just an entire channel. Is there a TikTok channel called the Audio? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's an entire channel 
for just that one book. <laughs> the Great Gatsby. <laughs> it has to be like The Great Gatsby, a book or some bullshit, because I bet they have like. It's probably The Great Gatsby, I bet, is a TikTok username. No, but like The Great Gatsby audiobook TikTok format. Yeah, that'd be the name of the, the yeah. username. <laughs> What do you think, Jasmine? Are you on board? I think I'm on board. Like, I think I, I think it, like if like I write and like direct and star in these TikToks, like that, that's where my career is going. How do you feel about TikTok? Because you know I get hot takes on TikTok. Lots of people are like TikTok. Some love it. That's a you know it's an innovative uh, medium, and if you can learn to use that well, then. You know, more power to you. You're cracking the market need whatever business brass tacks. But it's kind of like it can be pretty cringy sometimes. These big time videos that are very, I would say, very. And it's like, you know, I like who be it to me to cast judgment upon these fucking idiots over here. (laughs) (laughs) But, <laughs> but you know, sometimes their uh, antics are, like, you know, a little cringe. A little I, cringe. I agree. Like, I think it's one of those things, like, goes with, like, every form of social media. Like, if it's used in, like, a responsible way and, like, people, like, can get, like, genuine, like, enjoyment out of it, like, more power to you. But, like... I don't know if you guys have seen, like, that thing where it's, like, that, like, nurse or whatever was, like, making fun of people for, like, not being, like, abstinent. And, like, oh, it, like, it, no. like, went, like, viral. And, like, she was just, like, in, like, her, like, nurse outfit and, like, was, like, like kind of, like, dancing and, like, cri- criticizing people for that. And it was just, like... Was she saying they was Sam Phil? Yeah, exactly. And it's just, like, oh. what? Like, aren't you supposed to be, like, treating patients or something <laughs> right now? Like, why are you making a TikTok? <laughs> so, I don't know. I feel like they're... It's hey. one of those things you got to be careful about. You know what? It's uh, that's a hot, hot, hot button issue, cause, cause I remember like uh, remember when LeBron James uh was told by that that woman on Fox News to shut up and dribble. Remember mm. that? Oh yeah. yeah. Are you doing the same thing right now <laughs> <laughs> for this? Save people's lives. (laughs) What the heck? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Shut up and do it. You're getting paid for. It's a little controversial, I know, but I think maybe the nurse should have not. It's a conflict of interest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas in the basketball context, LeBron James, he's just using his platform to. What was he doing? I, I don't remember what that was he all was, about, but I remember it happening. It was something. Imagine something that would upset the people on Fox News that LeBron James would do, and it's probably that. Yeah, and then she was like, "Shut up and dribble." But, yeah. Um, I feel like LeBron was doing that on his own time. <laughs> was she at work while she yeah, was doing She was, yeah. like, at the hospital from what I yeah, can Yeah, like, she was, like, wearing, like, the, like, uniform yeah. and everything. And yeah, was, LeBron doesn't On the court, that. he's during, not, like, whipping out his phone, like, like, hey. What's up? Everybody would be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> just chilling. <laughs> just making a mockery of the game of basketball. What's up? You'd probably get a Big fine time. or something. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Did you ever play sports, Jasmine? So I danced in high school, yeah, and, like, 
for like w- like I did like gymnastics like for a little bit like growing up and like I honestly like miss dance a lot like it was cool because it's like going back to like talking about like music like it was like nice to like have like a way to like express myself like with music in a way where I didn't have to like sing or play an instrument right you're so, playing your your body exactly is yeah so like that was like that was kind of fun like I definitely miss it but like I think college like when I came out here like I kind of had like my moment of like awakening where I was like I want to focus on acting and like I want to like like as much as I like loved dance and everything it was like I think like I need to like get my priorities in order and everything but like I still like enjoy like if there's like ever like a like dance class or something like there's like been some like fun studios in LA where sometimes I'll like go take a class every once in a while and so like I enjoy doing that but you don't need it class to dance <laughs> just if you want to well, dance dance your dance just, yeah. just dance just, just dance we're dancing right now you can't see peers and peers <laughs> viewers yeah <laughs> whoa video uh, podcast coming soon there she goes we could do it <laughs> we could do it so easily it would probably help with the the marketing game because if some of these sick quips had been filmed and made and, into little and we had our emotions on our face and we were expressive <laughs> and we were, you know, fun. We could, we, we could re-record this. Yeah. Well, especially since you're part two, you know, film killing the acting game. How do you then say we were going to recreate this? What would you do to like, get into that like character? Like, how do you go about like, you know, finding your character, you know, or how you're going to portray them. Like, to get into the mindset. Like, what's your process like? So, it definitely comes down, like, obviously, like, reading and rereading and rereading the script is really helpful. And then, like, I've, like, learned specifically, like, from, like, my teachers, like, it's really helpful to, like, break down, like, the character's thoughts, like, with with whatever, like, the lines are. Mm -hmm. Like, what there might be, like, for each line, like, what my thought might be for the Mm, line mm. and then thinking of like what's happening prior to the action and like what will happen like afterward as well because sometimes especially for like auditions and everything I'll only get like two pages and it's like I kind of even if I don't know exactly what's going to happen I need to kind of like create that world and make it real for myself and that's honestly one of the biggest challenges like people say like oh memorizing lines is so hard but it's like you know like coming up with like these like situations and like making them believable to other people like that is honestly like quite difficult and just as much of a challenge if not more than right the just like the memorization right well you gotta like shift between like what you think about the line and yeah. then say the line yeah, you know what i mean exactly. like constantly like back and forth it must be right like, yeah no definitely yeah. it's like it's it, like i compare it to like juggling sometimes like mm. it's like you're trying to do like a bunch of different things at once and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but like it's the practice that that keeps keeps it going and like that ultimately makes the execution successful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one thing to know the lines, but <laughs> another to know how to deliver them. <laughs> yeah, I, I I learned that. I learned that uh, by not reading the lines enough for a script that I wrote, no mm. less. <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, was a little <laughs> filming the sketch in the CCB. It's my first time acting in front of camera. I was like, Psst, I'll be fine. 
But it's it's a little bit different when that soulless creature is just looking at you. With <laughs> <eye>. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't trust that. It's a monster. Do you trust the camera? It's interesting because it's like it's funny how just knowing that a camera is on you can change how you how you act. Like it's it's really funny. Like it's like like you'll be doing something totally fine then like especially like this happens whenever I'm like taping auditions like I'll be like rehearsing 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 and then they're like like sometimes I'll like go get it like coached and taped like with like my acting coach and like I'll be there and then they're like okay like we're gonna like set the camera up and then it's like okay (laughs) like it's like suddenly like everything feels different and it's Mm. like it's really not like it's just a camera but I think like just like that knowledge of that like can like shift like how people act and I think mastering that and like the nerves that come with performing, like, it's it's part of the job. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, what what's uh, what what do you do to like uh, combat uh, nerves if there are any? Maybe you're immune though. <laughs> I would definitely say I'm not immune. Um, some things that I've learned that can be like helpful, like. This just goes for, like, not even, like, acting, but, like, life in general. Like, I think, like, like breathing is really important. Paying attention to, like, how your body is feeling, like, in the moment. And, like, like sometimes, like, doing, like, a quick, like, meditation or something. Like, a body scan. Like, okay, like, this is, like, how I'm feeling, like, in my head. Hmm. And, like, going all the way down to, like, your feet. Like, just, like, being aware of, like, how you're feeling. And, like, for me, like, I have a tendency whenever I'm, like, nervous or um, just, like, feeling, like, really, like, energetic. Like, I'll, like go really fast and it's like I need to like be aware of that and um like take my time Mm. and that that can be like that goes for like delivering lines but like also just like the audition experience like what's the experience that I want to have when I go into like an audition room like thinking about that rather than like I want to get it right and do it perfectly Mm. like I think changing like my mindset is something that like I've really learned now like pursuing this professionally as opposed to when it was just like for fun on the side it's like the way that I think about things has an impact on wh- how they happen. So just changing, like, my outlook is one thing that's helpful to combat nerves. Yeah, hmm. yeah. you don't want to be going into it thinking, like, oh, boy, here we go again. <laughs> uh, another audition, they're going to look at me. <laughs> right. Because that's what I would do. Yeah. I, like, I go do, like, open mics sometimes, and the the mindset that you have like going into it i feel like makes all the difference right it's, yeah it's like if if you're if you're having fun on stage like the audience will probably have fun with you but if yeah. you if you if you're just there and it's like you can tell that it's like oh, i had to come all the way here to do this and it took like 20 minutes for my name to get called. That's actually pretty short. That's good. It took <laughs> two hours for my name to get called. Now oh. I'm like performing in front of two people. And uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's all about perspective when it comes to these kinds of things. Like I, I think about it a lot. Like, and I've, I've been fortunate in that I've had like great teachers along the way that have been really helpful in like shaping how I perceive these things because I wouldn't know anything if it weren't for the people that have, like, impacted, like, my life. And, like, I think about that a lot. Like, I'm like, I don't know what I don't know. And, like, 
having people that like will guide me and like help me and real and just like it kind of goes back down to like why we want to create things to begin with it's so that people know that they're like not alone in this process and like and that um we can create things that resonate with people so shifting like perspective that's like the first step towards mm. like that connection mm-hmm. yeah because usually when it's when you have that like uh daunted feeling when it comes to, like pursuing you know performing or like writing or like whatever art what have you it usually comes from like just like like kind of like selfish you know just like over over like self-involvedness you know right. it's like you're too you're too focused on just like the internal but there's this like greater thing going on around you everything's connected (laughs) (laughs) well part of it too is like well when you get to that point like whether you're about to go on stage you're about to like act on in front of a camera or something it's like well i put myself into this position like let's let's just do this and you know execute it and like get the job done to to a degree right and part of getting the job done is being in that mindset and like figuring out you know like all the motivations and stuff like it's just this whole crazy thing so like I also feel like if you're doing all that work, which you, you know, which you obviously do and you put in that preparation, it's like, then once you show up, it's like, you know, you're ready to go. You know what you got to do. Yeah. I had like a teacher like telling me once, like, honestly, like auditioning is the job. Like Mm. acting is like, like the treat, like, you know, like it's like, like auditioning and like doing like that, like grunt work, like behind, like the, behind the scenes of like getting jobs. Like that's like ultimately like where like the the most of our work comes from like really like once we're like on set or like on stage like it's like that part is like so much easier and then just like kind of conquering the head game that comes with it too like I think that's one thing that I like really I'm trying to be better about now like I worked on like a I was like fortunate enough to be able to like shoot this commercial last year for Vimeo and oh, I remember yeah. I it was, was about, about to ask <laughs> about it yeah yeah it was really fun like that was like definitely like thus far like my like biggest experience like nice. they flew me out to Mexico to shoot wow. it wow yeah Mexico and, City right and I was there for like a week like working like and it's crazy because if you've seen the commercial it's literally like 30 seconds like it was, yeah but it's a lot happening it's crazy yeah. it's really great like I haven't seen it mm. I haven't seen it but oh it's awesome <laughs> Thank you. But all that to say, like, I just remember, like, the whole time that I was there, I was, like, like, I I really was, like, so happy to be on that set and to be working on that project. But I was just, like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, in my head, like, I was, like, oh, Mm. like, like, why did they pick me? Like, you know, it's just, like, and it's, like, kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like, silencing that inner critic and, like, realizing that, like, yes, I've put in the work and the hours and, like, I, like, like, I've made it here, like, I'm going to, like, show them, like, what I'm, I'm made of, basically. Right, right. So. Yeah, it's, like, like, I feel like having that uh, outlook where it's, like, you're, like, just, like, grateful for the opportunity that it's, like, you can enjoy yourself there and, like, you're going to enjoy yourself there by being, like, as prepared as you can be and, like, you know, being as professional as you can be to, you know give you the best chance for the future right exactly and just like trusting that like trusting your own abilities like that's one thing I feel like especially like in a in a career that can have a lot of rejection like it can wear you down like to go in time after time and be like 
and just like learn to not take it personally like like sometimes it's honestly you're not like a good fit for the role and like just like realizing that like so much of this business is like luck but like a lot of it is talent as well and like if, if I do like what I need to do like trusting that um that the rest will come together you know yeah seems like you've uh kind of conquered the imposter syndrome (laughs) yeah it's funny that you say that because I feel like it's easy for me to come out here and to talk about it but it's it's something that I constantly am striving towards like and like that's just like how I approach things like in life in general like life is always going to be like a process like I'm never going to reach this finite end point where I'm like I've made it everything is perfect I'm happy I can just die now. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. like that's, that's never going to be like that. So I think just like realizing like what I'm working towards and like being, being happy, but not being complacent is one mm. thing that I'm like constantly learning and relearning. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like being happy, like doing the work. You exactly. Know? It's like exactly. So yeah. Like falling in love with that aspect of, of being like a creative, like both the, like the rejections and like the victories as well. Like it's like, you you do have to like love what you do otherwise you're gonna drive yourself crazy yeah like I had a mentor once tell me like if there's anything else that you can do besides like work in entertainment please do that like (laughs) but like if this is what you have to do and if this is like what drives you like in your life then we need people like that that are going to be in this business like we don't need people that are going to be like half-baked about it right true True. yeah yeah you know in in the uh, months since postgrad, there's definitely a part of me that's but you know looking to other avenues, other like possible careers and opportunities, whatnot. But you know when you when you have like the little voice inside you that always like wants to try to like get something out, you can't you can't just silence that. You know you have to at least like set yourself up in a situation where you could, you know, keep on chasing that. Right. And I think having, like, creative communities is really important, too, like, to know, like, because, like, we can, like, be here, like, all day long and say, like, this is, like, what I want to believe, but, like, sometimes it can be hard, like, like, to have, like, a support system, like, to know, like, like, I hate the word networking, but, like, to have, like, a network of people that, like, you trust and that, like want to see you succeed like that makes all the difference and like I think that's one thing that I'm grateful for for like having gone to Pepperdine like I definitely have like my criticisms as everybody does of like this school but like I am grateful that like I was able to like meet a lot of people that like will support me and that like come to my shows and that and like people like you guys that like invite me to do stuff like this and like that are like just rooting for you because like that's just like priceless because at the end of the day like this is how stuff gets off the ground, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it takes a village. Right. Is something I've heard said before. It does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, uh, I, I, I would uh, RT you on your last sentiment. You know, <laughs> I think everyone <laughs> has their um, critiques of good old pep. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like pretty much any institution is going to have its foibles it's Mm -hmm. downfalls setbacks uh withdrawals 
ETC. But at the end of the day, it's <laughs> in yeah. Thesaurus.com mm. over there. It's the people. It's all about the people. And uh, thank you, Pepperdine. Uh, you got a lot of people to go to you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was one of those people, and I met a lot of other people that were very cool, like Jasmine. Yeah, very, very true. That yeah. is that is where we met. Um, yeah, no, it's true. No, it's true. <laughs> oh, it's true. So you mentioned, like, and it's a good thing, that, like, there wouldn't be any, like, one point or, like, one, like, I don't know, goal to accomplish that would be, like, the goal of all goals. Like, there's no, you know, it's always going to be, like, what's more, what's more, because that's how you stay, like, you know. Right. Like, driving forward, right? You can't ever, like, just settle. So, um, but that said, like, what would be for you right now, like, for, for, like, who you are and, like, what you believe in and stuff? Like, if there was, like, a a role, like, if you could, like, make up, like, the ideal role for yourself, like, what would you want to be doing right now? That's so interesting. And, like, what format if you, like, on stage, on, on a camera, you know. Yeah. Virtual reality. <laughs> so people who know me know that, like, kind of, like, my genre of, like, film, like, I really like things that are, like, a little bit sad. <laughs> like, I don't know okay. how else to describe it, but, like, kind good. of, like, melancholy. Like, I like stuff like that. That's so the I'd, real deal. Yeah. You know? Like, I'd, I'd really like to, like, like, appear in, like, a film that, like, like I don't know if you, you guys have seen, like, Before Sunrise. But it's basically this film about, like, it's a Richard Linklater film, and it's about these two people that meet on a train in uh, in Europe, and like they they don't know each other like at all before, and it's a it's a man and a woman, and he essentially mm-hmm. like asks her to like like she's planning on continuing on to Paris, but he asks her to get off with him in Austria, and they spend like the day together, but she has to but they have to leave like before sunrise, so it's like it's like very like. Like, there's a lot of... It's very dialogue-heavy. Mm. Um, but I just thought it was, like, a really excellent piece. And, like, it ended up being made into a trilogy. And, wow. like, I think it's, like, really... Like, it really just, like, touched me a lot because it was, like... Like, this film was really, like, really emotionally gripping. Like, it really... Like, you fell in love with the characters and their story. But it was also a little bit sad because it was, like most likely these people aren't ever going to see each other again. Just mm-hmm. in this one film itself. They got one. We now know that they have a trilogy, but spoiler alert for that. But I just really liked that because I thought it was, like, kind of cool and just, like, a little, like, picture of, like, reality because, like, as much as we like to... I don't know. As much as, like, we like, like, typical, like, rom-coms that are, like, happy ending, like, they, like, end, like, kind of predictably. Like, I kind of like things that are a little... I don't know, like... I don't know what the right word to describe grounded. it is. Grounded. Yeah, grounded and like just kind of like draw on like realistic experiences as opposed to mm. like I don't know if that really answers like the question of like what would be your goal, but to like star in something like that, like that has like kind of like a grounded um s- like s- s- sounds a little bit more like indie. Yeah, yeah. I li- I like stuff like that. Like kind of more like on like the like fringes, like not really like like, I, I don't see myself being in, like, a, like, huge, like, action film or something oh, like that. Oh, you will that. be. It's very I mean, might be. You could I, be. I could be. I could hey, be. Hey, what but if like, you nailed that audition? I know. You're in it. I know. <laughs> hey, Mr. Dwayne the Rocco Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you at? <laughs> Rocco. Yeah, the Rocco. <laughs> um, but, 
that like I feel like I'd kind of like something more like a little bit like out there like in in terms of that but like of course I'm open to like whatever life throws at me at this mm. point like I'm so young in my career like I what job would you not take would I not take like an acting like, job where do you draw the line because I know these young actors they want to boost that reel and like take any paying opportunity for sure but is is there any? We can't all be Nicolas Cage. We can't all be <laughs> Nicky Cage. Is there? Is, is where do you draw your line? I think maybe something just like unnecessarily like vulgar and like like where you can't see like the substance in it. Because like I think sometimes like there's like a like you can see the value in like something being like crude, and like there can be like. Even like, a little risque. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, there's, like... Like, if it's, like, done, like, artfully and everything, like, I like sure, like, that makes sense. But, like, I think just something that's just, like... Like, lewd, like, just for, like... Just for the sake of it. Like, I, I would say, like, I probably wouldn't want to do something like that. Mm. Yeah. So you wouldn't be in a... Uh, who's some lewd comedian... That like writes screenplays. Seth Rogen comes up to you. <laughs> oh, he's got. It's not all just lewd. Seth Rogen, two thousand four. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's well, no, not not even like even like knocked up. This is the end. Was pretty just like it was lewd. pretty. It was pretty lewd. But I feel like it had some. It said it had some heart to it too. Have you seen This Is The End? I haven't, no. Uh, we're, we, we're, we just tangented. We were talking about something so pertinent, and then I just like... <laughs> and now we're talking about This Is The End. Yeah, I'm sorry. I hijacked I, that I one. need to... I'll watch it. Like, I'm pretty good about watching things that people recommend to me, so maybe I can find the artistic value in it. Yeah, I think there's <laughs> there's something there. It's good. But... It's good. Oh, what, what I was going to say... Uh, yeah, so you're more focused on, you know, what's at the heart of it. So, like, those, like, more, like, realistic stories, they touch a little bit more base with you. Do you, do you like, uh, kind of, like, shy away from something a little bit more, like, I don't know, mm, procedural or, like, uh, basic, you know, just, like, generic happy ending, like... Like, uh, if, if, if something's, like, corny, but not lewd, but, like, you don't stand behind it, are you, are you down Does for it? Does it fall under the same... I mean, I think I would be open to it. Like, it's just, like, I think, like, when I'm choosing things that, like, like and, like, talking about, like, a dream role or whatever, like, it, would, it wouldn't necessarily, like, fall into that category. But, like, I think part of, like, being a performer is rolling with the punches and, like... If, like, if something like that were to come my way, you know, like, I welcome it with open arms. So I think it's just, like, like it, like it if I had to choose something where it's, like, this is, like, where I would, like, love to, like, be. Like, I think that's, like, where I would, like, yeah. put my anchor down, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And one mentor say of the development game, but I'm sure it's the same in acting. She said it's kind of like golf. There's going to be, like, a lot of, like, shanks. You know, and not not feeling like a good shot, but every now and then you'll get that one that's right down, 
right down the middle, right in the fairway. And it's like, ah, that's <laughs> why we do it. That's why we do what we do. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but sometimes it takes a while. You have to go through a few clubs. Right. And like, yeah, I think at this point in my career where I'm still just like figuring it out, seeing like what my strengths are and everything, like I like I talk about it with people, but I'll like get some like random auditions and I'm just like, you know, I'm just I'm going to go for it. Like, yeah, like I, I'm not in a place where it's like beggars can't yeah, be choosers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not to call you a beggar. Right. I know you have a home. <laughs> I know that. In Camarillo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, what? What then? What is like the? Do you, that, do you have a most random that you can share, or like random on any like random like? Oh wow, this is like you know a great opportunity, or random like, well, might as well try. You know. I do have one story. Um, so, it's nice. Like I'm like fortunate in that I can play like ethnically ambiguous. Hmm. So. Um, my like actual heritage, my parents are both from the Philippines, mm. but, um, I got this audition once for like Indonesian Muslim roller skater. And I was like, I am none of those <laughs> things. <laughs> but, I don't even yeah. But you know, I just like, I went in for it. It was fine. Didn't end up getting it, but it was just kind of funny. Cause like, it was like a commercial audition and they just like kind of had me like, um, like, since I didn't roller skate, like, pretend I was at the roller rink, like, having fun with friends. And it was just, like, this was such a specific, like, ask. Like, they, like, really wanted, like, this, like, one type. And it was, like, I'm just going to, like, I'm just going to walk in and, like, if if they'll have me, they'll have me. But, like, it was just funny to me. Like, I was, like, I thought that was, like, particularly interesting. You didn't skate in? <laughs> I didn't skate in. Maybe that's why I didn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would have come in on skates, sealed the deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, we're taking it. <laughs> what a rad Like, girl. what's up? Do a trick, hand him your resume, like, hand him your screenshot, or, or, or screenshots, um, um, headshots. Headshots, wait. <laughs> Yeah, yeah like uh, you know, I, I knew someone who was in a skating movie once. Um, you ever see Roll Bounce? I haven't. With uh, Nick Cannon. Oh. What? Well, Roll Bounce? Roll Bounce. It was, it was a film about uh, roller rinks or like a roller rink. I've, not, I've never seen it personally, but I assume it's surrounded oh around. Oh my like, god, Bow Wow! Yeah, Bow Wow <laughs> was in it too. Why haven't I seen this? This looks crazy. This but is the next movie we're all watching. Why is he Jimmy? Like he's dressed like Jimi Hendrix. It, it's like, like based in the '70s. I'm pretty sure. Oh now wow! You're, now you're piquing my interest. I like. Dude, I like, like actually like want to so. see this. I did I, not expect I, this I, reaction I having it. looked it up. I haven't seen it, but I used to go to church with this little girl, who is now a woman who was in this film and she like she had she was like Nick Cannon's sister in the film her yeah uh no no um i don't i don't know if i like, should what? Look say at her name this. out loud i don't know if she wants to be linked. i think she's doing art still her? to this day i think she's oh what's his name oh they had zero they had zero they had zero in it what's his name i feel she's bad doing I music we'll put the link in the bio <laughs> Well, we have to watch this tonight, okay? Roll Bounce. Yeah, it was filmed at this... Uh, in Chicago? Yeah, in Chicago at this 
roller rink that everyone used to have, like, their birthday parties at. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's awesome. The place to be is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was I was, world. I was never much of a roller myself. I was more of a walker. Uh, I like to <laughs> what, roll. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, <clears throat> I got to take a bathroom break, but please enjoy more with Classic Paul Steven. and Jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I always gotta take one. Classic. All right. Um, well, I'll ask this. Um, do you have like, are there any like roles that you've seen or like movies or that you would want to be a part of? Like, oh, like I wish I could have like had that role. You know, oh. like, do you have any like number ones of like, like, oh man, shows. if I could have done that. Yeah. Like, you know, or yeah, like a show you could have been a part of or something. You know. I think definitely like Twin Peaks comes to oh, mind. Oh yeah, that's like, right. You're uh, a big yeah. Twin Peaks fan. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. Twin Peaks. Like, I just, I, I started watching it like a couple months ago. I'm like most of the way through like the first. Right, Season. like the original or the like original, the, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like I love David Lynch. Like he's yeah. just like so like delightfully weird, and yeah. it's like, like the I think like the worlds that like he creates are just so, like interesting and like obscure and kind of just like touch something that like, like it it appeals to like a different part of like your intelligence. Like when mm. you're watching like stuff like that and like. No, I think definitely if I could have been a part of like the original like Twin Peaks, that would have been amazing Mm -hmm. so that's like something that like resonates with me i i like like freaks and geeks too like whenever like that show is just like really cool just like stuff like that (laughs) yeah well it falls under that similar vibe too that you're talking about that kind of vein of like you know it's like i don't know emotionally like you know dense like there's a lot to kind of like work with i feel like david lynch does that really well too with like just the way that he like builds relationships with, between characters it's like every time anybody's like interacting it's like wow it's a lot to process like not in a bad right. way it's yeah just like, no you know, definitely like, everything it's like, is so important exactly even if like not that much is happening like yeah you know? it could be like a person just like dancing for like yeah. two seconds and it's like what does this mean yeah what absolutely does it mean? wild we were talking <laughs> about we'll catch steven back up just like uh roles that she would have like, oh, if I could have been in that or if I could have played this role. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> Do you have any, like, um, I mean, reboots are big. Like, if they were going to reboot something, like, and, and it was something that you, like, loved, like, beyond, like, so I'm trying to think of it in terms of, like, like what would you be on the forefront of, like, trying to bring back and then trying also, like, back. be in it? Oh, my gosh. Like, uh, it can be a classic. It can be just, like, a personal favorite. Or, like, if something was to, like, get, like, remade or something. Yeah, like a remake that you would want to be in. It's hard because it's, like, I really like originals, and it's, like, I don't want to, like, touch on that. But, um, gosh. More, like, out of reverence. Like, oh, like, you know, if I could, you know, do a take on that, you know. So this is kind of, like, going into, like, the, like, niche, like, film, like, rabbit hole. But um, during my time at Pepperdine, I took this British, French, and German film class. Hmm. And um, one of the directors, I'm probably butchering his name, um, is, like, Christoph Kislovsky. And, like, he has this film trilogy that's, like, in French, and it's called the Three Colors Trilogy. And each film is representative of, like, 
like a color like on like the um on the french flag Hmm. and so like the first one is blue the second one is white and then the last one is red and like they're all just like kind of these like going up into my genre again like kind of these like melancholy like films that like especially the blue one i bet Uh, especially (laughs) the blue one yeah but like yeah they're like all like representative of like these like situations like kind of like emotionally like gripping that these characters are going through and like if if they were to like kind of like redo that and like put it in like like i think these were like in like maybe the 90s like so not too long ago but like if they were to like remake that or like set it do an american yeah do an american version of that red comes first then white yeah then blue then America. Yeah, like if they were to do like a Whoa, like change the scene or something. The I need to watch it and then I'm gonna write it, cast you in it, red, white, and blue. It's <laughs> gonna be like, it's gonna toe the line of, um, is this like, is this overly patriotic or is it a critique? We don't know. Yeah, leave we it up know. to the viewer. <laughs> Whoa, it's crazy. How many million dollar ideas have we come up I know. with? I A bunch, sad, and the listeners can have none of them. Because they're copyrighted already. They're copyrighted. It's in a recording. There's nothing you can do. We Sorry. Got it. This episode alone is probably worth $14 million. <laughs> At least. <laughs> At least. That's our, that's our starting point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any... Um, Ideas for the show on how we can uh, attract more listeners. <laughs> do you think we should do stunts? Stunts. <laughs> I think if hopefully if you incorporate stunts, you would have the film aspect also connected oh, yes. to that. Oh, we did it! <laughs> yeah, he just did it. Whoa! Whoa! He's stunting over here. He just did a stunt. Backflip. Oh! Yeah, well, okay, here I go, guys. Whoa! Whoop! Oh! <laughs> All right. We're back to the oh, 19. Oh, oh. Hopefully, 30s. I don't slip on a banana peel. Whoop! Oh, no. Here we are on the ground. Uh, all right, maybe not. <laughs> maybe no stunts. On the live version, maybe for the promotional content, some stunts. Maybe. Um, but yeah, no, to like get more people's attention, I think obviously word of mouth is like really helpful. And like, I like, I feel like you guys are doing like a good job so far of like spreading the word amongst our community and I'll do my part to now be a part of the peers and beers or the peers and (laughs) strawberry watermelon signature select (laughs) sparkling water, (laughs) sparkling water family. Um, Apologies to any Alcoholics yeah. in, uh, in the audience. It's who, early. Who only listen to this because beer is in the name. We're going to try to be getting more, uh, you know, uh, beer sponsors on any day now. Uh, do you know any beer companies that are trying to be on the show personally? You're asking the wrong girl. <laughs> How about any seltzer water companies? Seltzer water? <laughs> I'll, I'll see. Oh. I could, yeah, I, I, could, I could check into seltzer water, but... As, as far as beer goes, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only reason we want to um, pop off and become billionaires off this podcast alone is because we want to uplift more people like you, Jasmine. But none of them are ever going to be as good 
that's the only problem. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Because, uh, you know, it's, you, you didn't need to come out and do this. You have class at 2.30 in Oxnard. Is that right? I don't have class. Not today. Yeah, oh, but no. I, I'm going up to Oxnard today, so. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, let's get that guy out of here. There's a spider on yeah, the computer. Yeah, let's get rid of him. Just give him a little flick. Uh, bye. Um, um, I think you made hasty work here. Wow. What? I can see the thing. It's, like, all over. Yeah, we're outside again. The weather got nice. We're back outside. We went inside for a little bit. I, I ain't going to lie. The cold weather had us for a little bit. Yeah, no, it's but beautiful we, today. But we came back out. We weren't scared. <laughs> we weren't so scared. Jasmine's going to do her part in spreading peers and beers. How can... The wonderful listeners, the the many bountiful listeners, find your stuff. How do we stay in touch with How? Jasmine? There's with a few me. different ways now. You better make sure you get them all in there because they're all fuego. They're crazy, mostly. We got <laughs> oh, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. At, at Jasmine Olarte. Yeah. Yeah. There's something else. Oh, I'm on Twitter, too. Yeah. yeah I don't really tweet that much, but... I like finding funny things on there. So, and then I have my um, site. There Just it is. Jasmine. Nice. Say it again. Just Jasmine. Just Jasmine. On Tumblr. Is now is that a double entendre? Is is it also like a commentary about justice in the United States? <laughs> you know. I didn't intend for it to come out that way, but (laughs) if that's how people are interpreting it, maybe I should. She's a woman of immaculate ethics. (laughs) She is just. She is just. And she is good. (laughs) She is just Jasmine. Look out, uh, <laughs> Judge Judy. That, that, <laughs> we got that, just Jasmine over here. That will be the name of your um, stand-up special. Mm. Just Jasmine. And, like, I'm just spitballing right here, but a persona that you can maybe have on stage. You are the judge of society coming out very judgmental because you're, you're such a sweet girl. <laughs> but if you laid into, like, a authoritative role, I feel like it would be like, whoa, throw me for a loop. I'd I was be about like, to say, yeah, taking people by surprise. That's ultimately what I'm trying to do mm, and what that's, I'm doing. That's, 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 move that's, that's comedy <laughs> for you. It's all about supplies. Oh, <laughs> what kind of supplies? What supplies do I need? Because I was going to say supplies. Yeah, I know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, hack. <laughs> I'm a hack. You're a hack. Ah, shit. So, we got your website, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Twitter. Twitter, AOL. AOL. Yeah, I am. MySpace. Club Penguin. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, RuneScape. Is, is, is there anything that you're, uh, you have coming up that you're looking forward to that you could plug for the, uh, the people at home? Anything, What's next? Anything? What's next for me? Expect? I'm... Continuing the audition grind and everything, I'm going to be working on, like, a thesis film for, um, like, LMU soon, so, like, that's exciting. Oh, nice. Um, But apart from that, like, you know, just, like, putting, like, pedal to the metal and just seeing where pilot season takes me because that's where I'm at right now. It's exciting because I recently signed with a manager, so I'm... I've got two people working for me now, so 
we'll see what happens. And like obviously putting in the work myself as well. So yeah. Yeah. Well, Jasmine, thank you so much. Thank you guys for being on the show. Thank you very much. Um, It was a great show. It was, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I just reminisce on the show for a second because (laughs) we're here at the end. Uh, There were a few moments where (laughs) I was just in a different world. I was not here. I was transported to a different world through the, the magic, power of storytelling. The, 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 the power of storytelling and the power of friendship <laughs> and community. Um, hello, peers and beers, what's up? Uh, we're for the people, okay? And this person right here, one of the all-time best. Uh, Jasmine, here's how we wrap up the show here on Peers and Beers. Um, you need to pick out a note um, singing and then Paul and I were great singers. We're going to harmonize with you. With me. Yeah, oh on a thank you. On a like thank you. you. Or like okay. whatever. <clears throat> Just whatever is right for you. It your can be range. anywhere. Yeah. Do I like say what the note is? No, or? no, you just no. surprised oh, yes. us. Oh, okay. This is a D flat. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Actually, if you could, that would be great. Just it's tell us. Sharp. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, um, I don't tell really know. Tell us what you're looking for. Oh, and then, got it. We have perfect pitch. So and then in the show notes, yeah. we'll be we'll analyze what the note actually was and then put it in the show notes to see if you got it right or wrong. So no pressure. Okay, yeah. Wait, so I just, like, start saying the thing? You just hold out the U. Okay. Put the note first. You have to say the note. (laughs) The note? No, no, you don't say the note. (laughs) Unless you want to. Unless I want to. Okay, so should I just say thank you now? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank (laughs) Sorry, hold it it longer? Yeah, yeah, longer. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.